0: Hi and welcome to the Turbo Machinery Controls podcast where we'll be informally discussing turbo machinery controls and turbine safety related questions and topics. Opinions expressed here are our own and not necessarily those of Tricent. I'm Tom and in this episode we'll be taking up the conversation from our last episode where Jim and Tyson were talking about picking a surge margin set. Point. That's
1: probably good example of why if you're going to use a proportional offset you'd probably have some constant added in there because at lower pressure ratios you're going to get really close to the line yeah and
0: so what do you guys see for bounce though in a, in a flow transmitter I, I know that
2: before back in the we, day, before were, or after we filtered it so <laughs> yeah right right, right so, to where it's unusable how much, how much bounce filtered, do you want to see
0: well before <laughs> it's filtered to where it's unusable for surge control how about that yeah
1: that yeah. that's um for me it's 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 more about how big of a bounce the customer can tolerate in their process when the anti-surge valve opens, because the tighter you make that margin, the more aggressive that opening of that valve has to be to protect you when you start getting close.
0: So I was just wondering, though, like when we pick a surge margin, If you had to pick like four or three um, determinants, right, like how you choose it, we we said 10%. Uh, 10% no matter what? Or is it 10%? Is that what you, okay, that's what you're thinking. But really, what do you end up? Do you end up with 10% when you go into one of these or do you do do something else?
2: So for me, during surge testing, you know, there's some different, different levels of surge testing. There's one where you go back and you try and find an actual surge point and you get a, a good response of what the system does.
0: Okay, so what happens then?
2: So then you take that and try and you know apply that to how much margin you can maintain. So you can set the margin to one, but if the valve's not fast enough, you're going to be getting surges. Right. And so you know you get recalibrations or adaptive or some increment or self-correction of the curve or, or intelligence of trying to adjust the curve where something happened, the controller didn't like. And so you, you try to set it to one, but the controller's going to come back and say, nope, that's got to be changed. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Sure sure but that assumes that you made a mistake though when you set the margin though initially what i'm asking is just initial
2: initial yes. setting right Be- so initial like- setting for me is strictly off the the rate of change that i can get or hold when i make those set point moves and i dump the valve and bump it put a perturbation on it and and move it how well does it hold it you know does the valve have to move back 15 to trying to get it come back how tight can i control that space and you know you kind of figure that out because you're you're sitting there running the system back to do the surge test and you're getting some responses out of it problem is, is if the customer, you know, says, we're not going to do a surge test. We want to just run off the calculated curve. Right. And you say, well, okay, I'm going to move it back and say that curve is safe. There's no surge, By then it's dead steady. And you come back out and say, okay, you've not put any bounce or perturbations or upset on the system to evaluate how good it works. So, you know, you, you say 10, I have no idea if that 10 is good or not. I have to see the system respond. I didn't say ten. You said ten. Just want to be clear. Oh yeah, here. He, I didn't said, say, <laughs> he said 10 first.
0: Yeah so, yeah. so, but but hold on, hold on, hold so, on. And so, I get what you're saying. I'm, I'm just I'm not being clear here. What I, what I'm getting at is like so to be sure, Process Dynamics have got to figure in heavily in this. And my guess is they're not going to let you do a surge test with the machine heavily loaded.
2: That's well, if it was I, heavily loaded, though, you can't get to the surge curve. Your valve closes off, and you're not. But it, it, but
0: but that's a process condition, yeah, right? So yeah. so but you're still trying to validate right where yeah. that surge
1: point would be. Yeah, the loading I don't think is quite as big an issue in dealing with the surge line determination, but uh, the the response of the system is key, and it you know the valve is is a big part of that but also all the piping because some some machines have you know you come off and you branch off to the min flow valve or recycle valve and then there's a check valve and you're good but others you'll have a cooler in in there and then uh, they'll have a knockout of some type because they have condensing going on in the cooler and they don't want to take a chance of running, you know, the uh, the liquids through the recycle valve. And all that just starts stretching out the time that it takes to drop your discharge pressure. So you don't know till you start playing with it unless yeah. you've had the luxury of doing a a dynamic simulation study ahead of time
2: yeah i'd agree it's it's response on the system i'll tell you something else that process you you can test that system bounce it around and say okay it's good right but you're not seeing what the system is going to do to the compressor when it's running and you talk about all the volumes and all that stuff but we talked mole weight mole weight came up a little while ago you have a compressor that's going to see a a rapid mole weight change um where where a stream or a feed is switched from one feed to another feed. Right. And that compressor is operating with a, with a high pressure ratio, and it's fed a lighter mole weight. It's not going to catch that, right? It it's just hit with a, a a mole weight that's lighter, and it can't sustain the same pressure ratio. You're going to have a surge event, and the recycle valve, you know, has to have enough time to get that pressure ratio down to that new mole weight. And you wouldn't see that during a surge test because you're you know you're you're testing it for the response of the system that you're in. That would be a process response that you couldn't have couldn't have tested for.
0: Right. So how do you how do you so you would have
2: that? you'd have to have that interface with the process and, and somebody to tell you, hey, we, we've got these things coming and going. And like an FCCU or something, depending on how they, they change their feeds or what mole weight they get, um, some boosters that, that go from one feed to another feed. They get put in those situations, and that means you need to run with a big margin to anticipate those.
0: So you can't calculate it, though. I guess you've got to find it empirically.
2: You've got to find it empirically, and I think you well, need to— unless you had the luxury of doing a dynamic simulation uh, a, a study, right?
0: pretty complex study, yeah. Well,
2: with you know, all the information of what they're going to do yeah, right, to it, right? I mean, that's, sure. that's part of it.
1: Yeah, I, in my experience, the speed is the thing that always is the biggest enemy of, of surge avoidance. Talking about the valve speed? No, speed of the shaft.
0: Oh, the change. actual speed that you're running at.
1: Yeah, anything that'll change your speed is the one parameter that will get you into surge faster than anything that can ever happen in the process. You drop the speed five percent or something like that sometimes, and man, that's just that'll that'll kick you hurt in a hurry. So, do we integrate
0: that as part of the um, control strategy?
1: Well, in, in general, if you've got performance control mixed in, it's not going to happen accidentally. I mean, it's not going to happen because of the controls. It's something went wrong in your system. You know, you have a sticky steam valve or you, you slugged it with a condensate or something. So These are probably not pertinent to this discussion because these are accidents that you can't control against. Yeah, I'll agree with that.
2: Yeah. yeah, You can't, you know, if your your governor valve sticks and then lets loose on you, um, you're going to drop some speed. And if, if that's what you're setting your system up all the time, I don't know that the right fix for that is to try and have the right surge margin. It's to have a good, reliable governor valve. I don't want to think that you design that into your system to always be, you know, so fat or so conservative that, you know, when something breaks, you've, yeah. you've got it covered because... I,
1: you know, the, the mole weight changes are something that can be ameliorated by integrating performance and, and surge control. When I've seen mole weights become a problem, it was because it was a fixed speed machine with a suction throttle valve and the DCS is controlling the suction valve and you got a surge control and suddenly, you know, they got a bunch of hydrogen coming in and they weren't ready for it.
0: Yeah, this gets into that decouple range. Right.
1: Yeah, the, the process controls are the most likely thing to drive you into surge.
0: Okay, so for when we set the margin, then if we had three things, three or four things, if you just had to say most important, second to the most, third, what would they be?
1: For for the influence? For,
0: for how you set your margin, right? What are you thinking about when you set your margin?
1: I guess, I, well... I, until we get them all out on the table I have to think about it. my my the first one that comes to mind for me is the the customers need the process need so for instance if if they can operate with a fifteen percent margin and keep the valve closed all the time, then I'd say you know pick fifteen right because when the valve does have to react it'll be a lot more gentle on the process
2: i would i Point that just similarly is protect the machine, right? And I, there's things you can do to try and make that happen better with having fast recycle valves and uh, certain things, right? Making sure your, your valve controls well and that you've got boosters and things on it to, to so respond. So speed of response for speed your... Speed of response to the valve, right? Okay. which will allow you to try and run closer to the curve, right? right? Because we're talking about the time constants for the response to the system. So for me, it would be protect the machine, protect the process, and then try and accommodate the operations of the process, which I would say is a little bit different than just the process. You know, operators operators make adjustments and make moves, and they want things to happen, um, which we accommodate through valves ramping open and closed and performance controls. But the process swinging or moving to other controls, so I, I would kind of say the valve protect the machine, the process, and then Remember, we're talking about margin, right? Just to remind you of where you stepped on me a minute ago. I'll I'll expand on that. I'll expand (laughs) on that because I may be able to run with a pretty tight margin or or a small set point that can protect the machine. But it has to do it by really being aggressive with the valve. And so, you know, that that is going to rip the process around and, and have some impacts. And the surge controller isn't looking at the process. It's only looking at the machine. So, you know, if you've got all of that response coiled up into a small space, that's going to be aggressive to the process. So you open that up a little bit and you can kind of soften up the response so the process doesn't take such a hit, right? And then, you know, with operations, what they're wanting to do is how the valves move or how it closed, How how can they run up against that curve? And if you've got the curve all tied up against the end and they, every time they run up against it, it springs back out, you know, and takes an aggressive response from an operations moving the process around, that's undesirable. So you need, you need that place where you protect the machine, which is normally the smallest thing. The process is stable and operations can come up and hit that curve, meaning increase and decrease their throughput through the machine without having undesirable responses.
1: I, I- you know, twenty years ago I would have agreed completely with what Tyson said. Today I'm gonna put the process above protecting
0: the yeah.
2: machine.
1: Um,
0: Tyson's an old soul.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, He's a young
0: guy, but an old well, no, soul no, I
2: I actually agree with that. I mean, you know, what, what I'm saying is the machine is here, the process is bigger. So by, by getting out to that bigger one, you're you're getting all three. What's what's in there is you want the whole thing to be I I agree. I mean, by the time you protect the machine, right? And well, then Well you, if you go to agree
0: pro- it's not what we heard.
2: Well, no, I I put it in order, right? you got to get the machine first, protect the machine, which is whatever number it is. But
0: but I think that's what Jim's saying. But I I get it. So you're saying that's a smaller number. That's a
2: smaller number. And so you come to the process.
0: It's not more important. It's a smaller number. It it
1: can be. uh, You know, the one thing that the customer may need is for you to keep that valve closed. Uh, I've seen refrigeration machines that, you know, they were always getting about, 25 or 30 percent opening on the valve and it was upsetting the temperature control on the on the first stage and so by going to a tighter margin which probably need better
2: controls on their temperature control valve but
1: well no no you you'd never no no you can't right when you get the that's not coming out (laughs) it's you can't resist you can't get the temperature if you're using quench to Control your suction temperature, and you have a significant amount of recycle. You can't get the temperature you want. Period. So, you know, in, in some cases, um, you know, you you take a chance of bumping the machine, right? But um, an occasional surge, as rare as it is, for that customer was better than running all the time with a lot of recycle.
0: Yeah, it's almost axiomatic, right? Where we talk about like a compressor, uh, especially a centrifugal compressor. I think you've said it many times, right? If it's can't take a surge or two, right? What the hell good is it?
1: Yeah, I was actually quoting Roger Jones of Shell. Uh, he he made that comment in a turbo machinery symposium uh, discussion group one time. Eh, you know, if you I, I can't use his words in a podcast, but to that effect, if your machine can't tolerate an occasional surge, it's a piece of crap machine, right? So.
0: So I don't think so, you guys are in disagreement. It's just no. sort of the way we're... You well, guys saying the same thing. It's just how I'll, you're... I want work committing.
2: up to it, right? Yeah. And, and uh, most of the time what you said is, is going to be right. Well, we... Well, you're, you're talking about like this distance. Let's yeah. talk about what affects that those numbers that we're talking about too, and it's the valve. That's a big portion of what that margin can be. Okay. So, you know, a lot of these big recycle valves are pneumatic. They've got a string of volume boosters on there. They've got, um, you know, maybe a manifold for opening and a manifold for closing with three or four big volume boosters and a, an accumulator tank there to supply enough air to do it. So if you slowly move that valve, it's just moving on the positioner, and the amount of flow or air that's going into the actuator is quite small so you actually have to get a big enough delta for the volume boosters to start kicking in but by the time you've put all that volume into a pneumatic system that's compressible that valve is going to overshoot move more than you needed it to but because you needed it to move fast that's what you have to do you almost have to kick the valve but once you've kicked it and it's moved it's moving so you got to live with it (laughs) right? right, right and so you know that's that's what i'm talking about is you you can get in there where you can protect the machine the valve is fast yeah but every time you move it in there you got to rapidly kick this valve to get it to move and you and your operating point comes back out and overshoots so you know the customer doesn't like that because every time it kicks out he's getting a a process upset so you kind of soften out string that you know that response out over a little bit by increasing the the set point of the safety margin and you say okay hey it's a little bit more time sensitive to get it it can catch it right and then operators you know they'll decrease they'll put the speed controller in manual and move it around. So you know that may impact that a little bit too. You know somebody's putting a speed controller in and moving it around and making moves. You need, may need to soften that up a little bit more. But to me, if the recycle valve you know is like on a hydraulic uh actuator or on a vent valve on an on an air machine, man, if that thing is fast and snappy and no overshoot and moves, you run that set point down to like four percent. It's good for everybody. It protects the machine, the process is solid, and an operator can't upset it. Right. And then that all plays into it together. Right. So to me, those three things have to all be accommodated. You to be able to protect the machine and usually if you can protect the machine then you start looking at the process how how the process runs and then you need to look at cases where operators you know operations may do something to a compressor that upsets it and then what what do you how do you kind of play into that
0: yeah and i think jim just said the same thing only switch it around a little bit that the first consideration would be the process and then the machine if i understood what you were saying
1: yeah it was my priority for for what i'm trying to protect but in general most of the time if you're protecting the process first the machine will be okay cuz it's it's not that common in in the refinery and petrochemical businesses that we run into a machine that has to run with real tight margin if you set the control system up so that the controls have to react too aggressively then based on all the other issues that Tyson mentioned it's going to overreact now you've wrecked the process and the operators are not going to put up with that you know, eventually they're gonna take over control of that
2: and then you have no protection. Or they're always running so far out that the valves are always open and you're losing you're losing efficiency, right? You're recycling more you, than you need because they're putting a the valve in manual and staying not 10%, but they're staying 30% away from the controller. Yeah.
1: I, I, you know, I, a lot of the times when our controls are having trouble, it's because there's another controller in the process that's causing it, right? It's a bumping it around and it's reacting, so.
0: That's what everyone says. It's the other guy. And on that note, that's it for this episode. Drop us an email at com. Let us know what you've got on your mind. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.